So like an aircraft carrier on Earth it has a crew of like 10,000 people. Hey, Siri. Shit. <laughs> How many people? <laughs> I want that to be the cold open. Welcome back to This Week in Film. It's the weekly podcast where we get together and talk about the movies we've seen over the past seven days. I'm Nick Pinanto, joined as always by Midwest Matt Lauer. Matt, how's it going? I'm doing great, Nick. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. 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 I've seen two movies since we spoke last. Oh, How I've many seen have none. you seen? <laughs> I've seen none. But since seen- one of yours I saw before recently, it'll work out just fine. Right. And, in fact, you've seen both of the movies I've seen. Ooh, I look forward to finding out what the other one is, and the listeners probably look forward to finding out what either of them are. (laughs) So I saw Star Wars, Episode Nine, The Rise of Skywalker. Excellent. And The Velocipaster. Oh, yay! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My neighbors are like, what the hell's going on next door? (laughs) That dork is excited about something. Some sort of dinosaur priest. We'll save the big movie for the end. So let's start with Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker <laughs> from 2019, directed by J.J. Abrams. Matt already briefly discussed this movie, so we're just going to get into spoilers. This is going to be a spoiler heavy episode because the other movie Matt has also seen, as we, we have already said. So you've been warned. Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. I I didn't hate this, uh-huh. but I'm not sure if I liked it. Mm-hmm. The first hour, I thought, was quite good, except for a few things here or there. Really? But the but the first hour, I was like, I, like the whole, because I went in with the lowest of expectations, You're honestly. Welcome. You're welcome. You and the rest of the world. Oh, yeah. There were other people who agreed. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I wasn't, oh, I wasn't oh, my the God. the sole voice. We got we to gotta back it up a little bit. Oh. Because uh, I saw the movie in the theaters. Yeah. Preview corner. Preview corner. <laughs> And for listeners who have never heard this show before, that's me doing an impression of Nick's theme to Preview Corner. It's pretty great. It sounded just like me. I thought so. So my Preview Corner is mm-hmm. is kind of long, but I'll just kind of cruise through it because I don't think there's anything you haven't talked about. But the first commercial, I'm also going to discuss the commercials Excellent. that popped up that were worth noting. The first commercial that happened after I sat down while they're the 20 or whatever it's called anymore was still on Nuvi or something was a commercial for Charmin where a cartoon bear is pouring out water telling me to go pee now and I thought that was uncomfortable (laughs) I didn't I did not care for that I wanted the cartoon bear to go away as soon as possible after that there was a featurette on the new Top Gun movie Top Gun 2 or Top Gun Maverick basically about how they shot it with these IMAX IMAX. Why does that sound weird? Am I saying that wrong? No, IMAX. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, IMAX. Big, okay. big screen, big yeah, camera. large format. There we go. They they strap these IMAX cameras inside the cockpit of all these planes, uh-huh. and I guess all of the airplane stuff is real. And it was pretty interesting to watch. And then as it was ending, I was like, "Oh, this movie looks rad!" Like I'm I'm on board. I'm sure it'll be terrible, but it might be right up my alley. But I realized that in this featurette, they don't talk about what the movie is uh-huh. about at 
at all. Uh-huh. It's just, it's just, here's some airplanes. Remember the first Top Gun? Probably going to be the same. And uh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> After that, there was a commercial for Amazon Prime, uh, okay. which... <laughs> Which I thought was odd at the movie theater because Amazon Prime is killing the movie theater. Yeah. Why, why would you watch a movie here when you could watch something that came out a few months ago at home? Wouldn't you rather be less. on your chair at home? <laughs> so I thought that was odd. Then there was a commercial for Sprite. And in this commercial, a young lady goes to order a Sprite. And the guy working behind the counter in this, like a Seven Eleven or whatever, is like, Oh, you want a Sprite, huh? What are you, a famous rapper? Oh. <laughs> The girl's like, no, I'm the greatest rapper. And then she just imagines the next 20 years of her life culminating in her own video game. I and then it cuts, <laughs> it, cuts, <laughs> it cuts back to her and the shopkeeper's just nodding his head like, yeah, the power of Sprite. <laughs> and then she walks away with her Sprite. And that's the end of the commercial. <laughs> now, even though I have seen this, when you first said a woman walks up to buy a Sprite, I thought you were going to say the guy behind the counter goes, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> and it's at this point yeah. that this theater that I was in had exactly four people in it. Myself, really, some old guy, and then this old couple who were sitting like three rows ahead of me. And I could hear everything that they said in between the previews. Uh-huh. And this guy had an opinion on every preview. Nice. <laughs> so I'm going to refer to this guy because at one point he says to his companion or wife, he says, is there anyone else here? So I wrote down, is there anyone else here guy? Because he didn't want to sit up and look around. He made her do it. Wow. <laughs> and she like pokes her head up like a meerkat and looks around and she goes, there's two other people. One guy's behind us. <laughs> Was that you? <laughs> No, no, I wish. The first trailer that played is the Ryan Reynolds movie Free Guy. He's in the Grand Theft Auto video game and realizes that he doesn't want to be just an ancillary character anymore. Uh I think this movie looks like a ton of fun. Like, I I hope it is. But at the end of the trailer, the guy in front of me says, I don't think so. (laughs) <laughs> i like this guy no no then, i don't he's lazy never mind <laughs> then a new trailer for tenant played that i had seen on the internet but not in a theater before and it's quite exciting i'm excited about this movie the new christopher nolan movie and well since w- you have seen a preview for it that has has stuff in it what does it look uh-huh. like so there's a guy i don't remember the actor's name i want to say john david washington but i'm probably just dist- getting that completely wrong and i guess he passes some test to die and when he dies he becomes part of some government agency it's a nolan movie so nothing makes a lot of sense and it's cryptic but basically there's a lot of time control going on in this movie robert pattison is also in it and uh, he doesn't i don't think he has any lines in the trailer but he's just kind of there and there's some pretty cool looking action sequences one where like they're driving backwards down a highway dodging cars and then there's this crazy car accident and then at the end the car they're in is still going forward but the car that had the accident the time reverses on it and it like goes back together and i was like oh that looks awesome so time control not time travel i guess but time control and then at the end of the trailer they're in the, a room with a bunch of bullet holes and the guy says when did this happen or what happened here and the main guy's like it didn't happen yet and then like some stormtroopers or something come in the room and then i guess the fight happens i'm into it but anyone else here guy says 
I don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw, I guess this is what you saw the other week, which is uh, Barb and Star go to visit Del Mar. Yeah. And I mean, this is a Kristen Wiig movie. And I guess like the t- producing team from Bridesmaids. So... I don't know. I kind of like Kristen Wiig movies, but I haven't seen many of them. I like Bridesmaids enough, but I don't know who these characters are. I don't know if this is like a Saturday Night Live, like you were saying, a Saturday Night Live character, but I've never heard of it. And I didn't get anything from this trailer. Like, I didn't get anything from it. And I was like, what? Right. Uh, And so that ended. And then the guy says to his wife, why won't they just start the movie? (laughs) So he just fundamentally doesn't understand what trailers are. He doesn't get it. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I don't know if you knew this or not, but John David Washington is Denzel Washington's son. Really? So yeah, I knew you didn't know. Did I get it right? Yeah. Oh, all right. Wait. Oh, I can see the resemblance now. Did what do you mean did you get it right? I just said yes, but I don't know what you mean. Did you get what right? When I said John David Washington is in tenant. Oh, his did you get his name right? Yeah. Yes. Sweet. <laughs> I'm super great. The next trailer I saw was for the World War One movie, 1917. And I can't wait to see this. This looks incredible. And that's all I got for that. But as this trailer ended, they didn't, the couple didn't say anything. But then the next trailer started and the wife this time goes, not another one. And we are about halfway through this list. <laughs> <laughs> So a trailer for Wonder Woman 1984 played. Really? And yes. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, it's okay. Huh, uh, I'm in. I'm into it. Looks kind of neat. When you see it, tell me what you think. Well, you saw it. Why I, don't you tell me what you think? Well, I've seen it like eight times now, so I'm kind of like burned out on it. Where? So it's 1984. Thank you. And <laughs> is, yes. So, I know you don't get on. to do preview corner nearly as often as I do, but... <laughs> I don't know how this works. Let's, uh, let's, do it. let's not let the big ticket down. <laughs> Pre- preview corner corner is like previews for previews so you gotta tell us a little bit about what to right. expect when okay we see this so preview. all right let's go back wonder woman 1984 is the same team from the first wonder woman movie except now instead of being world war one it's 1984 and all of the exciting visual quirks that come with the 80s so there's a lot of that i don't know what the bad guy's name is i've read it but i can't recall it Kristen wig is also in this movie and she plays cheat I, I this is like what I screwed up the other day when we or the other week when we were talking about that animated Wonder Woman yeah. where I was like I can't remember if her name is Cheetah or Cheetara Cheetara is uh, from uh, Thundercats right okay so then it must just be Cheetah but they don't show her as Cheetah at all and in the trailer they show her and Wonder Woman just having like lunch together and they seem very friendly but the bad guy in the movie who looks like guy from Firefly the captain from Firefly whose name I can't remember right now of course I can't think of it but apparently he has some magic rock that makes wishes come true and i guess that's how they get chris pine to be in modern times or the 1984s like she makes a wish i guess and brings him back to life and then they're they're walking around 1984 together and they have a couple of good jokes together in the trailer the trailer is pretty charming and then towards the end it gets a little eye rolly but i was wrong about the first wonder woman movie so i'm gonna reserve judgment until i see this one but it looks it looks charming i love chris pine and gal gadot together so so nick would you would you recommend this preview (laughs) (laughs) as the preview ends it puts up 
a full page that says when it's coming out, and it comes out this summer. Sounds like this preview has third act problems. So at the end of this trailer, yeah, the guy in front of me gets, just goes, huh. <laughs> so he's he's interested. <laughs> he's, he's all right with, with Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. And then a commercial for a Google phone comes on with Stephen Hawking. I'm assuming Stephen Hawking talking. It could just be a computer talking in the background about how great Google phones are or how great mankind is because now we can take pictures. And so when that ended, the guy goes, my God, another one. <laughs> Uh, then the trailer for Black Widow played, and I have got to completely disagree with you about this movie. I think this movie looks kick-ass. Then you so, do completely disagree with me. Yeah, like because this is the first time I saw it on the big screen, and I was like, I like this even more. This looks fantastic. But at the end of that trailer, the guy goes, sigh. He makes a sigh sound, and then, we should just go home. <laughs> <laughs> This guy was solid gold. Then a trailer for the Pixar movie Onward came on, which you have spoken about, I think, once before. Is that and the one with the half a body thing? Yeah, and they're like Smurf men. They're like blue that's, troll that's a good people way to put or it, something. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't get what this movie's about at all. <laughs> and and it didn't look very appealing to me. I was not on board. Did it look to you like a Pixar movie? It did not. It looked like a like a Fox Animation Films movie, like or a DreamWorks production at the end of that movie it moved on to mulan the trailer for mulan so fast that i couldn't hear the people's response but i have Uh, nothing to add uh, i'm sure he would have said something along the lines of what the hell was that (laughs) what's a mulan and at the end of mulan i couldn't hear and then they showed a commercial for gold peak iced tea real brewed tea yeah I've seen which, that too. Which I don't think this movie theater sells. <laughs> I, I could be wrong, but like I had to wait in line to get my ticket. So I was just kind of looking at everything that they had. And I did not see any iced tea. So why are you showing me this commercial? <laughs> and also... I've always been like, why iced tea? Why before movies iced tea of all things? Well, I mean, if you're going to show an iced but tea commercial, show it at the beginning. If you the, sell at, iced tea. Right after... You're right about right it not after being the in the pe- theater, though. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, show it right after the pee commercial, because now after I peed, oh, I could just stop and get something to drink. Anyway, I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> then there was an epilepsy warning before the movie started, which was odd. I've never seen that before. And then during the movie, I re- I re- recognized the scene where the epilepsic the epilepsy would have happened had I been epileptic or sensitive to photo flashing. Epileptic is a fun word to say. So. That was preview corner for me. But before I forget, when I was walking out of the theater, I was behind the old man and his woman companion. Oh, good. And he says, as they're walking out the door, hey, before we leave, I'm going to use the bathroom. And she goes, okay. And she nicely holds the door for me. And he steps out into the hallway and he goes, well, I guess I'll just go in here. And she goes, what? And he goes, this bathroom, it's for everybody, I guess. And it's a unisex bathroom. And he is not happy about it. Jeez. <laughs> which, which really makes me wonder what his feelings on the Mulan movie were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not as much of a fan of this guy as I, as I was for a moment. I like, just like, I like people who grouse aloud about the previews. That's about it. <laughs> and it's like, all I can think is, just go around the corner. That's where I'm about to go to the bathroom. In the big bathroom. Anyway, 
That was preview corner and post movie corner. Uh, <laughs> preview corner and commercial tangent. <laughs> Commercials uh, don't get a full corner. They're advertising themselves. We should get money for advertising their advertisements. Hey, yeah. what's the name of the iced tea that we find so delicious and satisfying? Hey, Gold Peak iced tea, oh, real brew brisk. tea. <laughs> <laughs> That's brisk, baby. Uh, All right. Well, we're not going to top that. So Star Wars Star episode Wars. nine, Rise of Skywalker is okay. Like I said, I didn't right hate to it. The opinion. <laughs> yeah, I've already introduced this movie. It's okay. I didn't hate it. Like I definitely did not hate it as much as you did. And my opinion on it may drag as time moves forward because that seems to be what happens with the Star Wars movies and me is like as time goes on, I like them less and less. Uh-huh. Except for Solo, which has kind of bottomed out to being, I don't hate it, it's just really boring. And then I have only seen The Last Jedi one time in the theater, and thank God for that, because, well, I'll get into that in a moment. But I think The Force Awakens, which was the other J.J. Abrams Star Wars movie that kick-started the whole new Star Wars thing, I love that movie. I think that movie's wonderful. And Rogue One, I've got a lot of problems with, but it's, it's pretty fun. You can go back to our back catalog and find out all about my opinions on Rogue One, because I have so many. So We've also reviewed first... all those other ones, too. It's true. Multiple so times. <laughs> <laughs> the first hour, not terrible. I was like, this is fun. We're on an adventure. I wish Princess Leia wasn't in this movie. But like what I was saying with The Last Jedi is it seems like they crammed two movies worth of junk into this third movie to try and erase as much as they could about The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. It seems like they did everything they could to not acknowledge it and to just... J.J. Abrams had, here's what the first movie is, here's what the second movie is, and here's what the third movie is. And then Ryan Johnson came in with The Last Jedi, and he's like, that's great, I'm going to do my own thing. Which, for some people, it works. For me, it didn't. I hated it. I know you didn't hate it. You were kind of... No, I liked it. You liked it, right? I liked it. The only thing that I really had a problem with was the unnecessary plot with Finn and Rose. Other than that, I might have been my favorite Star Wars movie at least in terms of finding it really interesting, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, I did like Rogue One a lot. I'm okay with the original trilogy. I hate episodes one through three, but I, I like the original trilogy well enough. I like The Force Awakens, but I, I, I definitely liked The Last Jedi more than Force Awakens. Great. So, <laughs> <laughs> but because I'm so unfamiliar with The, the Last Jedi and have forgotten lots of it, except yeah. for a few things here and there, I was relieved while watching this movie because if you just pretend that The Last Jedi didn't happen and this movie has picked up maybe a year or two after The Force Awakens and we're just on this, except for the Kylo Ren stuff at the beginning where he's looking for the, the dead live, which was uh-huh. stupid. That was terrible. Like, I was like, what? Literally, it's, this is the first line of the entire movie. Where the dead speak, right? The, or the dead speak or something like that. And I went, what? And then I was just kind of like, well, I mean, the Jedi are able to talk from the dead. So maybe that the 
why can't the Sith? So that makes sense. And then it's just literally zombie Palpatine. He's, he's just like there and Kylo Ren's like, um, let's just make a deal since you have all these Star Destroyers. And the first real complaint that I have, mm-hmm. where do they get the crew for these Star Destroyers, they try to address it in that meeting that Kylo Ren has with all his generals where they're like, we need to increase their ranks. Like, they just need more soldiers. And I went, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. But then, like, an hour... This movie takes place over, like, 18 hours. Like, the ticking clock is they have 18 hours to stop Kylo Ren's plan for bringing the Emperor back to the world with his Final Order super ships. And it's 18 hours, which is such a short amount of time, because you gotta sleep. <laughs> there's no there's no time to sleep. And they gotta go to all these different planets. They get to a million different places. In so many hours. places. Let, let's start my day. I wake up, have my cereal, take my shower, get dressed, make my lunch for work, drive to work, get there, get settled in. And at this point, three and a half so hours have passed of my day and I have accomplished nothing yet. You know, like you've been on the same planet the whole time. I haven't even gotten into one spaceship and three hours are gone, which means I have 15 hours left to save the world. It's just the, 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 they should have given them like a month. We have one month because where do all of the Empire's soldiers come from to man these ships? The ships that came out of the ground yeah, that were built at some point. By the ring wraiths who live in the stands. Uh-huh. That none of that makes any sense. Where is the crew? Where did these people come from? Because only Kylo Ren knows how to get here. At least with the Death Star. So like an aircraft carrier on Earth it can t- like has a crew of like 10,000 people. Hey, Siri. Shit. <laughs> how many people? <laughs> I want that to be the cold open. How many people are on an American aircraft carrier? I found this on the web. She's useless. <laughs> so <laughs> It's like thousands of people work on an aircraft carrier, right? So a Death Star has got to have tens of thousands of people working on it, which means let's just split the difference and say each Star Destroyer has 20,000 people on it. There are like 200 of these Star Destroyers that seem to be fully manned and fully operational. Over 6,000 people. Is that what it is? That's that's what it says online. Okay. Let's just say 20,000 people for these Star Destroyers because they're so big. And if there's 200 of them, that's like 200 times 20,000. <laughs> like 400,000. Numbers numbers people haven't even comprehended yet. <laughs> Where are these soldiers coming from? So that's stupid. Getting away from the Kylo Ren stuff at the beginning, where it picks up with Finn, Poe, Damron, and Chewbacca on their little mission or whatever they're doing, and then they're getting chased by Imperial TIE fighters and all that stuff. I was like, this is fun. This is fun Star Wars stuff. I'm just going to pretend that second movie didn't happen and this is their next adventure. Uh, Because technically, in the second movie, they didn't do anything. So now they're doing something again. They just took a breather in that second movie and now they're back to action. Uh. And they go on this stupid adventure where he does 
hyperspace skipping or something. I don't know. Completely violating everything Han Solo says in the first movie about you can't just jump from spot to spot because you'll just end up in an asteroid field. And like they, they come out of hyperspace in canyons. And I think at one point they're in Cloud City. And then there's all this other stuff, but they're able to navigate around everything because they're super great. I didn't care. I was like, whatever. This is fun. At least this is fun. I'm having fun. And the movie cuts to Ray, who's training on wherever they are, the not Yavin 4. And she's being trained to be a Jedi now by Princess Leia. And I thought that that was kind of interesting, where if instead of her going to find Luke Skywalker to train her to be a Jedi, Leia just did it on her own. I thought, oh, that's an interesting idea. Or she works with Luke for a while and then goes, Luke's like, I have to stay here, but Leia will help you out. And they do that or something. I liked that concept. I hated Carrie Fisher in this movie because she has clearly filmed all these scenes for another movie and they're just being put into this. And she's just been like photoshopped into everything. Yeah. And I also noticed that she must have only said the word ray one time because they keep playing her saying ray the same way each time and it's just her going ray it's me princess leia i I don't remember her sounding like rambo at all (laughs) but if if you feel like it's the same audio i'll believe you i feel like my son kylo ren is going through some difficult choices yes princess leia your general organa he is having a tough time ray (laughs) (laughs) cut away from my face because the footage is only two more seconds long here are my hands now Uh, as i hand you my lightsaber for some reason and then because she needed a second lightsaber (laughs) i mean you knew that the second it happened you're like oh she's gonna need an extra lightsaber i I didn't see that coming because she gives she gives leia the lightsaber and then 30 seconds later leia's like here's that lightsaber you might need this Uh it's dangerous to go alone take this you're like someone's gonna need a lightsaber and then adam driver throws his in the ocean you're like oh there's where that spare lightsaber was for oh there's a second boat yeah of course there's a second boat of Which course there's useless. a spare anything we need there, what what was even the point of putting finn on that uh the point Wh- was bad writing Nick, this movie's so, bad writing the first half is fun the second half it all falls apart so, <laughs> see we don't even agree on that i like the second half more than the first half because the I second half not. actually has ray and kylo ren interacting and the first half is just jacking off for an hour i like the jacking off i know i you don't do. really care i don't care for the <laughs> I don't I don't really care for the whole Ray Kylo Ren thing. Uh, I thought it was interesting in the first one. The second one had some good moments. This one has some good moments. Yeah. But then at the end when they're just trading extra lives with each other and then they start making out for a second and then he's like, "Oh shit, uh I'm dead." for some reason is just why are you kissing her <laughs> one uh, you, you kind of hate each other but two there's been no passion between the two of you know like we can't be together because we're so different it's just been we're both very powerful people and be with me okay let's, let's develop a relationship <laughs> i want to talk about this with you so i agree with you and i disagree with you and then i agree with you again <laughs> <laughs> i agree with you that it's weird when they kiss it doesn't seem like it quite fits although I believe it was in The Last Jedi that, like, she was talking to him through, like, force appearance or, like, you know, force can on a string kind of thing. And he's not wearing a shirt 
and she obviously is taken aback, or, or I don't know, she's abashed. I don't know quite, quite what the right word is, but she's like, please put your shirt on. And it's not like a put your shirt on because I don't like it kind of thing. But I feel like, this is where I agree with you again, I feel like the romance part isn't suggested strongly enough and that for the most part, I feel like they seem a lot more like brother and sister Yes, than they are like romantic that. partners. And that's why there's a connection where she wants him to be able to turn good and he just wants her to be by his side and it feels much more sibling yeah siblingly than and i really Frater- like fraternal that. yeah and i and i really really like that and so when they did kiss i was like oh i this doesn't really fit for me but uh, other than that moment i feel like this whole trilogy they're the best part the two of them yeah i liked some of it i don't like how kylo ren was just able to appear wherever i don't care I don't like their whole force phone call stuff. Uh-huh. I like it until they are able to just hand things to each other. And, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? What is happening here? Did it bother you when Skywalker left the dice? The dice. Yeah. I think he gave Carrie Fisher Harrison Ford's dice. Is that in The Last Jedi? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. I know you don't. <laughs> I, I look forward to you watching that again sometime and skipping the crappy Rose Finn part and seeing what you think of it then. I, I don't expect you to do a complete 180, but I but I do kind of wonder how you feel about it, if you could. I wanted to watch it again before I saw this movie, mm-hmm. but I'm glad I didn't because I, I feel like I would have thought about it too much or like tried to connect the dots because this movie desperately tries to distance itself from it. Mm-hmm. The Rose character in this movie was a pretty disposable pretty throwaway where she's just in it because they can't not have her in the movie but they also didn't have anything for her to do yeah that's because jj abrams reads reddit (laughs) (laughs) but she's useless in that first one or in the last jedi too so i was like okay i didn't like her in the last jedi either but i thought they had a window for her to just be dead at the end there's a lot of windows for dead characters in that movie does laura dern die oh yeah Yeah, does she just is that her mission is she's just gonna crash the super ship into the aliens or the bad i mean it's not her mission but she that's what she does she kind of causes the the ship through it in uh hyperspeed or whatever and then in this movie they're like we should do that and they're like nah that was dumb <laughs> like okay <laughs> we lost our super ship fine um, that was an awesome was about, moment in that movie but all right there's about 30 minutes in this movie where i kept going when is laura dern gonna show up and i went oh wait is she dead yeah i think she's dead i liked how finn and poe were together for most of the movie and i liked a lot of their interactions there's that one sequence where Poe is hot wiring some speeder on that desert planet and Finn comes up to him and he's like, how do you even know how to do this? That's pretty funny. That made me laugh. I like that a lot. Mm. Uh, and there was another moment similar to that that I liked too. I like their little moments together. Maybe it was when they're in the in, in the underground tunnels where he wants to tell Ray something, which I don't think we ever find out what nope, he wanted to tell her. Nope, never find. Oh, that's out. that's terrible. Yeah, it's stupid. Just realizing that, just realizing that now. Maybe he just thought it was something cool to say to somebody before you die, so that you're like, if we were in quicksand together, I could be like, Matt, I never told you about the. And then when you get underground, and you're just totally fine for no reason at all you could be like what and i'm like i had nothing i just thought it'd be cool i just thought i thought you'd appreciate that i thought you'd appreciate that at the end 
But at the bottom where where Ray's like, what were you going to tell me? And he's like, I'll tell you later. And Poe walks by. He's like, when Poe's not here? And he's like, yep. I was like, that's funny. I like that. And then the terrible snake sequence happens. To where... let you know that she can force heal things. <laughs> right. Which I didn't know was a thing. But when the snake shows up out of nowhere, this giant snake out of nowhere, and C-3PO yells, Serpent! That killed me. I thought that I didn't was hear like that. I'll, I'll admit. I, I think it's C-3PO or somebody, but they just, somebody, somebody yells, Serpent! <laughs> that made me laugh. I don't think it was supposed to be funny, but it made me laugh. I, I want to go back for a second on this, because uh, I didn't finish my thought on this Rose thing, and it sounds like I just wanted her dead. And the truth is that in that movie, I did not like her at all. And when she died, I, I thought, cool. You know, she's gone. But it seems like the reason that she's got so little screen time is, again, just because of Reddit and people hating on things, which, you know, if she lived, fine, have her be a character in the movie. But apparently the internet was so cruel to that young woman that she had to, the actress who didn't write the movie, that she had to like shut down all her like social media stuff because people were just death threatening her and just running her down like it was her fault. That's that. Yeah, she shouldn't have made that movie. Yeah. She shouldn't have done. <laughs> Stupid one girl responsible <laughs> how, for all of Star Wars. Actor takes job. How dare she? Yeah. Uh, Actor takes job in world's biggest movie. What a monster. Yeah. But I, yeah, stupid. you and I are on different stupid. pages with the, uh, the Poe Finn stuff. But if you, you know, it, I'm not going to give you a hard time for that, though, because, I mean, if it's something that the movie's doing to try to entertain you and it works and you're entertained, then then good. Yeah. Another thing that irked me was way yes. too much C-3PO yeah. in this movie. Oh, well, they had to set him up for his big death scene because it was so important. Yeah. Which was great because everyone was just like, yeah, let's do that. Everyone's <laughs> just like, yeah, shut him down. And C-3PO's like, what? And then they take that away, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like, That's what no, I'm saying. Gonna... It's, it's not important at all. And there's no reason that anybody in the theater would even believe it would be because by that point, you've already seen Chewie die and come back in like 30 seconds. Yeah. The, oh, and uh, I'm jumping around here. But the little guy that you said was your favorite thing. Is it the thing that hacks into his brain? Uh, the, Bubba the Frick or Baba Frick. Whatever yeah. his name is. Yeah. Yes. That guy was great until yeah, he, he shows up at the end where yeah. I was like, oh, go away now. Go away. <laughs> I think because at the end he's all CGI, whereas in the movie he's like a puppet and the puppet has like this level of gremlin-ness to him that I really, gremlin without skin on feel that I really liked. But he was funny. Like he was, he was charming. But what I think would have worked better for that C3 3PO scene is because they are so indifferent about him. Like they don't give a shit. He's just a robot to them that they can't stand at, but need to use sometimes is if they're like, there's a chance that his memory could be wiped and they go, Oh, that sucks. All right, plug him in. And he's like, what? And then they just show instead of doing the, I'm taking one last look at my friends because that's pointless because you're going to counter it 20 minutes later when r2d2 gives him his memory back but if he's if he's sitting in the chair and then he reboots as like evil c-3po which i thought was kind of cool i thought that was neat Had although i don't know why you, yeah i don't know why just because you're reading a language you have to become evil or whatever but oh, then he which, likes by the way hang on sorry didn't mean to pause you but pause oh what the hell he he can't i'm sorry my programming doesn't allow me to do unforgivable spells or whatever like i can't translate sith language it's not okay with me <laughs> that's the re what the fuck 
Like this is the reason that they're shutting him down temporarily, which I still don't care about. And you're right. They, I think the characters are supposed to be responding like they are worried about him, but they're just like, it's so rushed that you, oh, well, you no, can't I tell just, if they're I, concerned or not. I don't think they're concerned at all. And I think that's what makes it, yeah. what would make it work more is one, if they were more cavalier about it, where they're like, fine, plug them in. I don't care. I think and then you're he, making this movie more interesting than it is. I, <laughs> I think, I think you're well, absolutely the, the audience is supposed to be like, oh no, C3PO. And so are the characters, but it's got like three seconds to show everybody's face. So you don't actually get to see them like shed a tear or like hold their breath or anything. No, I'm saying i'm saying the opposite is that the characters don't care about c3po i know you're saying that and that's what i'm saying about you making it more interesting than it is i am saying nick you're wrong (laughs) these characters are meant to care and it's just done so poorly that it doesn't seem like i see what you're saying yes and and nick's mind is going well that's interesting they don't care (laughs) that's kind of funny and i would agree if it were on purpose and also in my fictional movie, yeah, uh, like so C three C three PO stands up and he's evil C three PO, which I liked, and I wish that that would like he was like half evil now. Like oh, every yeah. so often he would just turn on his eyes would just go red and he would do bad things, yeah, but but not m- malicious things because he's still a nice guy. I thought that would be funny or oh, a see, neat I wanted little him twist. To start blasting people. <laughs> <laughs> but what else could have worked? He sits down after reciting his thing and his eyes light back up and he's like, oh. I still have my memory and they don't care. And they're like, great, we got to go. <laughs> like, I, th- I, I was like, that would be much more better for me in my better version of this movie. But, that's but doesn't he that's how have, that scene goes. He doesn't have his memory for like 10 minutes, right? And then R2-D2 is like, here's yeah. your memory. Or like that other thing that they want to sell as a toy gives him his memory. So, somebody gives him his memory. Oh, back. the little, yeah, R2 gives him his memory back. But that's like at the end. Okay. But I did like how he goes, hello, I am C-3PO. And then that little alien guy is like, hello. <laughs> and, and then later something happens where that guy, I think it's at the end where that guy Busker shows up and C-3PO is like, oh, I know him. He's my oldest friend by like right. four seconds. I'm like, that's that's kind of a good joke. I that, like that. that was kind of funny. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that one. But yeah, I think that would have worked a lot better for me if he just woke up and he was like, oh, I'm still me. And they're just great. Let's get out of here because he's just a can opener. Yeah. So how how heartbroken were you when Chewbacca, character who's been through all the movies, was laid to rest? Uh, when they blow up his ship? Yeah. I thought that scene was kind of neat. Again, I don't know how Kylo Ren just shows up. And two, how far away from each other are they? <laughs> because it seems like he's far away, but very close. Oh, uh, I, I kind of like- took it that they were like about a half a football field apart oh see i thought they were like five miles apart oh no i think at one point you can see them both on the screen at the same time doing the harry versus voldemort lightning i mean it's it's really wide and so like they have that force battle over the ship Uh and it would have been cool to like watch the ship fall apart or if we could be inside the ship with chewbacca while the ship's being torn apart by his good friend well you couldn't be because he wasn't in there Oh, no, what a twist. And so that made that whole scene meaningless, except that Ray has force lightning, which I guess, according to video 
games, all Jedi have that. You just have to go down the dark path, which is supposed to be like, oh, is, is she going to become a bad guy? And that's a thing I don't get about the end of the movie at all is, um, <laughs> let me, let me finish. Let me finish with that scene with Kylo Ren. Be my so she murders Chewbacca in her head uh-huh. on accident. Right. And then Finn is like, Hey, we got to go. And Kylo Ren is right there. Uh huh. Why doesn't he just stop their ship from taking off? Because uh-huh. he's already shown he can do that. Yeah. Just don't. <laughs> just let it go. He just He's just or, like, oh, I'll get you, you quacky kids. Chase after her at all. Well, his ship gets destroyed. Like, that makes sense why he can't well, go after no, her. No, I mean, but like, like, literally, like, run. <laughs> Chase after her. Instead of just walk, watching her walk away. Yeah. Handful of problems with this scene. The fact that it doesn't matter at all. And the fact that there's apparently another gigantic transport ship that, as far as I could tell, they were going at like, I don't know, 30 miles an hour. <laughs> I'm like, what, what, where, why didn't they see it? (laughs) They're on that big hill. (laughs) They're sitting there watching this crap. They know to yell down to her and be like, hey, I see you out there. Hurry up. We got to go. Didn't see that giant ship next to the other ship, but whatever. (laughs) There are two identical ships right next to each other. Yeah, stupid. That was dumb. Still like the first hour. (laughs) So... (laughs) But jumping all the way back to the end, sure. when the emperor got Ray in front of him, and he's right. like, yes, that is why I brought you here, here to strike me down. And she's like, what? He's like, yes, you kill me, and all of the Sith will go into you. Yeah. And she's, I and remember she's when like, a demon told me to do something so it could possess my body, and I was really tempted I feel like joining the Sith Uh is supposed to be like a consensual thing. Like you have to choose to sign a deal with the devil. You've got free will. Well, I guess that's why he's got to tell her what will happen. But she's just there to assassinate him. Why does killing him with the lightsaber mean that he gets to be inside her? (laughs) Well, I, I mean, honestly, maybe you are solving one of the problems I have with this, because I feel like it's stupid that he tells her, like, if you kill me in anger, I will possess you. But what you're saying is it has to be done willfully. And he's going... If you kill me, now that I'm telling you, now that you know, you are signing a pact by killing me. But that's like, it's still not an agreement. You can't just make someone sign a contract. Like, I can't come mow your lawn without your consent and say, you owe me 10 bucks for mowing your lawn. But if I, or if you tell me, hey, let me mow your lawn, it's going to cost you 10 bucks. And then I let you mow my lawn. This is weird. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't. It's well, just not how it's just not how an agreement works. Uh, the thing in episode three, it's stupid. But when Anakin becomes Darth Vader, which is it's so dumb in that movie, too. But yeah. like there's a literal moment where he makes a choice to become a bad guy where yeah. he's like, I guess I'll be a bad guy uh, to save Padme. Which is just the worst name. He's making a willful, conscious decision to do this. He wants to do it for a reason. Where in this movie, the Emperor is saying, you're effed. I nearly swore. (laughs) (laughs) You're the one always telling me this thing is rated E. I like to keep it clean. And uh, you can say whatever you want. I don't care. (laughs) And so he's saying, no matter what you do... I win, which I mean, he's the bad guy and he's like, like he's trying to sell his, his side of the story, but, but he's not saying that because, because he, she could just not kill him. 
but she still kills him. Well, this At is the the, end, she this still is another kills dumb him. part, Nick. This is the, I'm telling you, it's dumb. <laughs> like this is <laughs> this is the thing. She doesn't even kill him. He kills himself. I think that's how they're trying to get away with this, where it's like, again, like Harry Potter, where Harry tells Voldemort, he's like, if you try to kill me, it's going to backfire and kill you because I actually master that wand. And then Voldemort kills himself. And that way everyone can be like, wow, Harry didn't have to murder anybody. And here... Spoiler alert for Harry Potter. Yeah, sorry, folks. (laughs) You should actually follow that series. It's got a lot more depth to it. But in this, except for The Last Jedi, a little bit of depth. But anyway, um, in this... She's not killing him. She's protecting herself with the two lightsabers. And he, perhaps not realizing that he's electrocuting himself, keeps going. Blasts away. Keeps going (laughs) and disintegrates all of his own skin. Yeah. What I liked is when he opens the moon roof that Uh he has and she sees that her friends are getting eviscerated in not space because apparently they're just in low they're just in the atmosphere uh-huh. which i thought was very confusing when they landed those transports on that star destroyer and they're just running around uh-huh. outside the ship which i liked i was like oh we haven't been on the outside of a ship before this is kind of fun that was kind of uh wait are we not in space in the star wars movie we're just in the air don't like this <laughs> and it's supposed to be like echoes of return of the jedi where the emperor presents luke the rebel fleet losing to the imperial fleet right and he's like you could make all this end by just striking me down with your jedi weapon and like he's just tempting luke to try to kill him knowing that vader will protect him but like when luke makes that decision he'll be turned to the dark side or something like i don't understand jedi rules i guess because why can't you just get mad for a second and then go hey i'm cool i'm cool i just i needed a minute to chill out uh it's dumb But like in this movie, he shows Ray the battle overhead and they're much closer to the action in this movie. And he's like, you could make all of this stop by allowing me to become you or allowing me to be part of you or whatever. And then you would be empress and then you could just stop the war or whatever. Like, I don't know what he's really offering her at all. And she seems really tempted at the end because it will save her friend's life for a day or something. Don't really understand. If she kills him, then she will rule over everything. And so she can just make the war stop. But the idea that he's inside of her, co-possessing her body, I don't know. It's sort of like it's sort of like he wants that to drop off her radar. He's <laughs> like, once I possess you, you'll be in control. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if, if that was the case, where even if he was just a voice in her head, like how at the very, very end when Luke and Yoda, who she never met, are in her head and i think obi-wan is there too everyone's Um, there samuel jackson's voice is in there is that what i heard yes apparently there's some voice from like the clone wars cartoon show or something really yeah they threw Uh, a lot of of voices and then yoda shows up again and i was like oh double yoda 
has Luke been talking more than once? Because I thought I just heard him one time. I imagine that that's what it would be Sith-wise. She'd just have the Emperor in her head all the time. So she should just strike him down, take the throne, and go, Peace for everyone! I abdicate! (laughs) Why does her taking the throne mean she has to be evil? Even if if she does have to be evil, why can't she just kill herself after she kills the Emperor? That's a fair question. It just doesn't... Maybe maybe if he was, like, inside of her, though, he would stop her from doing that. I don't know, man. I guess. It's dumb. It's the only thing that makes sense. The Emperor didn't belong in this. The whole thing's dumb. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I thought about asking the internet, but that would be a waste of time. Because there was one time I brought up, I probably in the Star Wars subreddit, I asked a question like, I'm trying to remember. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be seamless. But how is he like, okay, I got it. All right. (laughs) Take four. So Luke is getting ready to go try to rescue Han and Leia and Chewie on Cloud City. And he's like, I gotta go. And he like takes off in the X-Wing. And Obi-Wan in ghost form is like, that boy is our last hope. And Yoda's like, no, there is another. How does Yoda expect to get to her? What is the goal if Luke dies? Other than Princess Leia still exists for a day or two. There is another. Who's gonna go get her and make her a Jedi? And you asked like, this with, online? I did. And the answer I got was, you idiot, it's the Force. That's how he would do it. And I'm like, but he's never spoken to her. She doesn't know he exists. Luke just found out that he exists. Like it's <laughs> Luke didn't even tell them where he was going. He was just going on vacation. I would love to see the scene. Where Leia just chilling out wherever, not even really knowing she's got any Jedi anything in her, sees this green wrinkled up little elf show up and be like, here to find you I am. She'll be like, what the hell is that thing? She's kill it, kill it. I I knew you when you were a baby. Your mother had just lost the will to live. We separated you, we did. Oh, man. But speaking of scenes that I would love to see and the complaint you were making about this whole emperor thing, uh, you know, I don't know if it would, if they could just cut stuff out of the beginning that doesn't need to be there because even if you enjoyed it, it doesn't really need to be there. Or if they could just do a 10th movie, you know, and be like, look, this is going to be longer. And actually, if you want the emperor to be in it for some reason show that rise back to power maybe explain some of this stuff in a way that it's not all rushed at the end and at the beginning where it's like the dead speaks the emperor's back that's where i was saying like they're just trying to cram two movies worth of this emperor character into one movie yeah because jj's like i'm not coming back for another one we're just going to do the the two movies that I had planned out, and we're just going to cram them together. And the first movie was much better than the second movie. And in people's, so, in some people's opinions, in most, in all the smart people's opinions, the first movie is better than the second movie. Whatever they could have just brought somebody. If they couldn't have Ryan Johnson do the third one, they could have just brought somebody in who wasn't J.J. Abrams either. Because if there's anything that he should be the last person to be doing, he's the last person that should be doing it. It's wrapping something up. That's a good point. And I don't believe, I, and and I honestly, I, I I could be wrong on this, obviously, but I don't have any actual belief that whatever his original three movie plan was, that it was actually any good. Because I've seen J.J. Abrams work before. He's One thing he's good at doing is introducing an idea and having people go, oh, I'm curious about that. After that, it's all downhill. 
That's and, not wrong. And he, you know, some of the stuff that people are pissed off with the the Last Jedi for. I'm like, he's the one that did that. Ryan Johnson had to come into the movie and come up with a reason that Luke would have ditched everybody, and he did. And he came up with a reason that actually had to do with internal motivations and fear, which carries over because he was afraid that Kylo Ren was going to lose his shit to the dark side. And he was scared as soon as he saw Ray go when, when they started to meditate and she went quote unquote, right to the dark side. He's really flipped out about it. And I'm like, Hey, you know what? He's done a pretty good job of showing how Luke would end up in this really whacked out place. And then having him throughout the movie, come back to appreciating investing in things in a way that's even more advanced because it's not about the Jedi. Like he talks with Yoda and Yoda's like, look, man, the Jedi's the Jedi is going to come and go too. the reason to be invested in things. Isn't because, you know, you just have the right answer. It's because people are important to you. And so he's got this other motivation that isn't just like, yeah, I'm on the good side. And he comes back and he's got a full character arc throughout the entire movie. And then this movie sort of like acts like that didn't happen. And and I don't know, when he shows up and he's like, don't throw your lightsaber, it deserves better treatment than that. I want to believe that that's J.J. Abrams going like, yeah, this is where he ended with things. He came back and he loved everybody. And so he's he's sort of appreciating something in a different way. But what it feels like, and I think it actually is more, is him going, yeah, fuck that last movie. I don't like the way it did that. So you would never throw your lightsaber. That's something an idiot would do in a different movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Last Jedi did a better job with that. And with that all being real motivation, I don't think that J.J. Abrams does that. If if they wanted to go, if if they had asked in The Last Jedi, hey, Luke, why are you over on this island? J.J. Abrams' answer to that would have been, oh, I needed to get a MacGuffin to get a MacGuffin to get a MacGuffin, so I just had to come here. It was some externally driven thing that was just a thing that happened because plot contrivance. And that's why I don't really believe that him having all three movies would have been much of an improvement, if if any at all. I, I feel like it would have just been nine hours of random things happening. And I've never seen Lost, but it would be like the Star Trek version of Lost, it, but in a Star Wars universe. <laughs> I don't, means, I don't know why I brought Star Trek into it. Which means about uh, six hours of a pretty good movie. Because no. the first six seasons of that are pretty good. Oh, okay. You'd like Lost until the Just don't watch the last season. But I'd be sitting there the whole time going like, I know this doesn't know where it's going. It's like like the X-Files. You know, once you kind yeah. of pick up on it, you can't, you can't unsee you can't, that you can yeah, tell you it doesn't know where it is. you can't unlearn it, yeah. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Totally disagree with almost every one of your points about The Last Jedi during your Mark Hamill thing, but... <laughs> Whatever. It's almost all of them. So, so Nick, how about, all right, we'll put you in the director or the writer's seat here. Hold on. Luke is on this island for some reason. He's ditched everybody. Why? Uh Why has he ditched everybody? Because his protege, Kylo Ren, or Ben Solo, whatever his name, went bad. So you're coming up with the same exact reason? Well, for different reasons. I wouldn't have Luke Skywalker try to kill a child while he's sleeping, even if it was a moment of weakness. And in that, I wouldn't throw away everything I ever worked on because of that. Just because you had one premonition about somebody doesn't mean you can just throw it all away and then try to kill a child to keep that from happening and thus completing your vision because he sees Kylo Ren becoming 
Kylo Ren, and he's like, oh, I gotta put a stop to this right now, so I'll just murder this sleeping child. Oh, he woke up. Oh, no, now he's gonna become Kylo Ren because of me. Shit. Uh, I guess I'll just go hide for a while, whereas what would have been more interesting is Luke Skywalker is missing, which is how the movie starts. And it's missing because Kylo Ren wants to hunt him down and kill him, which is the point of the first movie is they're both trying to get to BB-8 because he has the location of Luke Skywalker or the final piece of the puzzle or whatever. And so the second movie should just be her and Luke Skywalker training together He's just supposed to be Yoda in this movie. Like, he doesn't need, like, a super deep storyline. He doesn't need to to say the Jedi need to end or anything like that. Everything that he does in the movie is so outside the character of Luke Skywalker that none of it makes any sense. Just because it happens in the movie doesn't mean because it's it's supposed to happen that way. Everything that he does in that movie just feels forced. No pun intended. (laughs) Totally pun intended. As I was saying four, I went, ooh, pun. Again, it's been so long since I saw it, I don't really remember all the Luke stuff, but like the battle at the end, when he's facing Kylo Ren on that field, Kylo Ren should realize that he's not there. They were that in tune with each other, that when Obi-Wan and Darth Vader are both on the Death Star together in the first Star Wars movie, Darth Vader's like, something weird's going on here. I feel something that I haven't felt in a really long time. And then by the time he runs into Obi-Wan, he's already, he already knows he's there. He's like, ah, what's up, dude? Been a long time. Whereas in the, in the last Jedi, Kylo Ren jumps out of his weird ground ship thing and faces Luke Skywalker and doesn't realize that he's not there. It doesn't make any sense. One, why doesn't Kylo Ren fight dirty? And like, just push him out, push him down with the force. Like he tries to with Ray in this movie, like they both get dirty with the force when they're fighting on that remains of the second death star, but he never like, I hope tries that's to the name of the porn parody, <laughs> get, get dirty with the force. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. But like, he just doesn't realize that Luke isn't there. And then Luke is like doing all kinds of weird, ooh, you can't hit me, you can't hit me, look how sucky you are, I'm super great, Luke, I haven't done anything in 30 years, I've been sitting on this island for 30 years, but I can move like I've been doing DDP yoga every day. And then Kylo Ren's like, oh, you're not really here? Oh, well, this was a waste of time. Oh, no, that Rose girl sacrificed herself or something what's going on over there (laughs) who is that oh she's still alive okay oh luke's gone we'll we'll see what the internet has to say (laughs) (laughs) i I do need to watch the last jedi again just so i can reestablish my anti we should watch that together It's going to take us like eight hours because we're going to have to stop and have a bunch of philosophical debates, especially with that Yoda scene. There's a lot there. And I think it has to do with some pretty big ideas that take the Luke stuff to kind of a different level of abstraction. Go ahead. What I just what I just remembered, like that Yoda scene is like Yoda's telling Luke uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Yoda's telling Luke that being a Jedi is more than just reading some books and meditating. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And Luke is like, but, well, I've but, destroyed, I've destroyed all the But there's more books. to it than that. It's also that there's a bigger idea and it's not as concrete as like Jedi or Sith or anything like that, but there's a bigger idea beyond being a Jedi. 
Like that, 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 10 seconds, 10 seconds later, mm -hmm. Ray has those books anyway. So she has them. <laughs> it's like, it's like Luke didn't do anything. Luke didn't do anything at all. And Yoda's just kind of like, oh, you're burning down your house. How stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I got nothing. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give you this though. I'll give you this. J.J. Abrams might not have made a better second movie, but Nick Pinunto could have. That's true. At least better than J.J. Abrams. I don't know about better than Last Jedi. Well, you, that's you could edit, edit out some of the crap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to be clear on this. The ideas that I appreciated from The Last Jedi I thought were really, really great. And there was there was some bad stuff in there, in the in the movie. But anyway, we could probably debate The Last Jedi till the end of the world. So coming back to this. So coming back to this, yeah. another thing that I like is, before I get to that, so a thing that Jedi. I hated, they get to the Scotland planet or whatever, where the remains of a Death Star are. First off, I thought we were going to get to see Ewoks because they were talking about Endor. And I was Ewoks. Like, Ewoks were the thing that I was like, well, why don't you just fucking throw Ewoks in here if you're going to have all this fan service crap? And then they yeah. were. Yeah. Oh, at the very end? Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, they're, well, if you're going to shove them in at the end, why not just have them go to that planet in the first place? Because they already sold those toys. They wanted to sell other things. Yeah, and it seemed like they're trying to set up some other franchise with that girl from that planet and Lando, where uh -huh. she's like, he's like, where are you from? Also, it seemed like Lando either had a stroke or Billy D. Williams was drunk on the set the whole time because he was slurring his words. I, like I appreciate you saying that because I honestly didn't something didn't feel right to me about the lando stuff but everybody was so excited to have billy d williams back that everyone just kept oh, saying it man. was perfect and that I was terrible like for I me could, i feel like i couldn't say it <laughs> like it didn't work for me I, I i thought he was terrible in this movie and i don't think it's billy d williams's fault i think they were just like well let's throw lando in here and then he just shows up on that planet and yeah and, and it's the problem that i had when they redid the when they did the force awakens in the first place which is han solo's war never ends he's just on to his next adventure like he never retires and neither does lando neither does leia like all these guys Guys are just on adventures until they die well i mean harrison <laughs> ford was still coming back after he died yeah that was i did not see that coming i'll nope. be honest about that anyway so they get to that planet yeah where the death star has crashed uh -huh. and even though it exploded one, well i mean it, it breaks up in the pieces i could see that happening that was kind of cool mm, uh watch that scene it, again it's still it's still there's still pieces and so <laughs> It crashes into this planet. So she has, she's got this dagger from right. a guy uh -huh. who killed her parents, but also saved her. I don't get it. I didn't understand that at all. She pulls out, she, 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 like looking at the dagger and looking at the remains of the Death Star. And she pulls out like a compass out of the side of the dagger. And she's like, oh, never well, noticed I'll just, that before. I'll just line this up with what's left of the Death Star and Perfect. That's exactly where it is. It's a good thing I'm standing right here. Right here. All I could think of when that was happening uh -huh. was one was in the Goonies, where Mikey's got that skull stone yep. thing, uh -huh. and he's got all these clues to lead him to one specific spot. And then when you hold the stones up, it kind of lines up to show you that you're in the sort of right place. And they're like, it's got to be here. 
and then the adventure continues. But this thing's literally got a red dot, like a laser sight on the end of it to say, exactly here. This is where it is. And in the future, when you have this knife, this is what pieces the Death Star will be in in order for you to line it up properly. But then they have that argument about, we have to get over there now because the clock is ticking. And she's like, we have to go now. And they're like, well, we can't go now. And he goes, she's like, well, there's no time. And and Poe Dameron's like, we have no choice but to wait. And then she just leaves on that boat that they have and makes it with no trouble at all. Oh, yeah. Ba- I mean, after all, barely, they're like, you're not going to be able to get over there till tomorrow. This is way too dangerous. Yeah. Like, nah. She can, gets over there with no trouble. Finn and the other girl get over there, no trouble. So what was the hassle? Like, what was the reason we couldn't go anyway? As, anyway, uh, as uh, the screen rant guy would say, it's uh, super easy, barely an inconvenience. <laughs> that guy's the best. He is. He has his own YouTube page. If yeah, you I follow it, too. Yeah, there's yeah. a recommendation for the listeners. Ryan George, check him out. Yeah, he's great. He's the best part of that screen rant. Like, I wish I could unsubscribe to everything they put out except for those pitch meetings. You know, my sister started watching those pitch meetings because I showed her a couple and she said that, because she's into like online advertising and stuff like that. So she, she said she was reading the stuff down below and like tons of the comments say that. They're like, why is there anything else to this channel aside from this yeah. dude? And they put out like 10 videos a day that you got to like just skip past trying to find the one good video that's from that guy. I don't mind some anyway. of their other stuff, but he's definitely the best part. Uh, most of their stuff is just five reasons why Rick and Morty's going to be the best show of last year. And Rick and Morty's <laughs> Rick and Morty's a great show, but like it's all clickbaity titles where I'm just like, ugh. And then I tried to watch one yesterday, literally yesterday, because I liked it. I don't remember what it was. I was like, ooh, that sounds interesting. And I clicked on it, and two minutes in, I was like, nope, nope, this is a waste of my time. <laughs> anyway, so that scene continued. The scene we were talking about five minutes ago continues with her inside the Death Star. And I really liked that. I thought that was cool because it's like how we first met her, where she's climbing through the remains of a Star Destroyer on Jakku. And I wish that they had acknowledged that a little more, where she says, I need to get over there and I need to do this. And he's like, you're not even going to know what to do when you get over there. And she's like, I've been scavenging these ruins since I was a child. I know what I'm doing. But instead, she just leaves and then Finn follows her over there, and then Kylo Ren shows up after she fights the vampire version of herself with a super weird lightsaber. <laughs> the double-ended lightsaber that folds and unfolds. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was going to come back. I also thought when Kylo Ren showed up that she was still in the corridor, like the Death Star or whatever was still messing with her head. Because how did he get there? <laughs> you know, like he just shows up again. Well, I suppose we should stop talking about Star Wars oh, now. I feel like there's more. I don't know. <laughs> There's was there? there's so much more. That's true. But I'm going to watch the movie again. Like when this movie was wrapping up, I was like, I'll watch this movie again. I don't want to watch The Last Jedi, but I would watch this again. I'm sure I won't like this movie more. When am I going to watch it? No. Well, I was, I was going to make a suggestion. I was going to say when Rise of Skywalker comes to DVD or whatever, I mean, streaming, I guess. VHS. Then beta. I'll <laughs> come out to Delaware. <laughs> And we'll watch all three of them and we'll do a big review and the listeners can skip it because they've already heard all of this. <laughs> I have so much more, but we're just have to get to the Velocipaster. <laughs> we got to get the Velocipaster. And uh, man, I hope you enjoyed this movie as much as I did. So yeah, the Velocipaster from 2018 
You may have heard Matt talk about it last week. And what did you say about it, Matt, that you'd loved it? You thought it was great? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a lot of fun. You gave it four stars and, and thought that it was the best comedy you've seen in years. Did I say that part? Something like, well, you definitely gave it four stars. I did. I did. Hold on. Let me think about whether it was the best uh, comedy I've seen in years. Maybe. Well, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. I went I I went into this movie wanting to hate it. I was like, oh, I'm going to rip him apart. I don't get high. <laughs> there. <laughs> I went into this wanting to hate it cuz I was going to do like I just did where I introduced it and I was and I was going to be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and the movie starts and it's like the the main guy giving a sermon. And then it cuts to him outside of the church. And he's like, mom and dad, hi. And I'm like, what is this garbage? What the hell are we watching? And my wife watched it with me. Oh, thank God. And we were both like, what is going on? And then the car, the parent's car explodes. Yeah. And it just cuts back to the parents. And it just says, missing visual effect. <laughs> It, and then you're off it, to the races. It broke me. Like, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and you're right. Every scene has a pretty good joke. I disagree with you about the music. I thought the music in this movie was great. Except no, for no, like no. I, I like the music. I was saying, I think some of the music works because it's sort of out of place in a way that's really funny. Like oh, okay. the appropriate music for a sex scene is not a punk song. Right. Or because what the sex scene is, is that it's like it's supposed to be slow and romantic, but like a, that punk song is playing. Right. And the music, the music seems to be very meta where like the songs are about what's happening in the movie, too. I really liked it. I really yeah. liked this movie a lot. It was very, very funny. It's silly and purposely bad, but it was very funny. It's just really well done. Yeah. Like yeah. there's I think one of the complaints that you had about it was the fake or the guy's laughing goes on for too I long. think that's the only complaint I had about it. There was there were and a couple I think, jokes that were about length of stuff, and I and I liked the first one, and then after that, I was like, "You got so much better stuff here. I don't think you need these." That laughing scene with the between the white guy and the Asian gentleman—that's a careful edit right there. <laughs> yeah, you can never. <laughs> Where the Asian guy is laughing, and then the white guy just goes, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> that, that was funny. That was funny. Uh, but then it does go on for too long. But like every time that guy laughed, it was just a different kind of laugh. Uh -huh. I think that the point of recording that scene, they just recorded 10 different versions and just used all of them. They were going to, they Maybe. just, they were like, which, which one are we going to use? Let's just use all of them. But the best one was the first one. That, that one killed me. When the pimp confesses to the what's the pimp's name oh Ma man magic I, frankie I, orlando or something like that i don't even know frankie mermaid oh yeah yeah, <laughs> and, um, yeah 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 frankie mermaid goes to confession for no reason except to tell the velocipaster that he murdered his parents <laughs> and he's like yeah i'm a real bad guy see i stole some candy from a baby and then i threw that baby in a river you know to get rid of witnesses <laughs> and he just keeps talking it's <laughs> just like what <laughs> oh man everyone just delivers their lines with such great ease and the right and amount delivery. of integrity it's like yeah they mean it and they know it's a joke 
And they do right. it just, it's like a perfect balance. They know it's a joke without having to wink at the camera. There they are, all play it straight. Yeah. And there are... For the, for the most part. Yeah. But they're in on the joke. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, people will say, and, and I understand when they do say it, that you can't do bad on purpose. So the room is amazing and intriguing and uncomfortable and hilarious because it's meant to be good and it's a disaster. Right. But Birdemic 2 or things that try to do it on purpose. Or like so, a Sharknado. Yeah. And that's because they're bad and they're trying to be bad and that doesn't make them good. But right. this is a movie that's like, we're trying to be bad, but we're not bad. Which is amazing. Right. And it's not trying to be bad like it's lazy. It's tr- it's it's a parody. You know, it's, it's that sort of humor where we know what we're going for here and we're executing yeah. it perfectly. And and the joke is that. And it's not just like, hey, we were so lazy and you're going to laugh at how low the quality is. It's like, this is clever. Yeah. You said parody and that really nails what the movie is. It's a parody of bad movies. Mm-hmm. And it's done like the first airplane movie is done in a similar way where everything is done. All the actors perform like they're in a play, but what they do is ridiculous. And what they say is ridiculous, but to the characters, it's earnest. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's why that movie succeeds. Now, like I know airplane is just a remake of some movie from the fifties. I think almost word for word for the most part, it's, it's like word for word from the original script. And then they just like pepper some jokes in, but it's the way that they made the movie. That makes it a comedy. When you were talking about the movie before I saw it, about this Velocipaster, I keep wanting to say the pasta Velopster (laughs) (laughs) face acting. And you're totally right. There's so much great face acting Uh in this movie where the characters just react to each other instead of waiting for their turn to tell a joke. Because there's not a whole lot of jokes. There's just a lot of reactions to things. And the things that they're reacting to are ridiculous, but to them it's not. When he's in the woods or the park that one day, and for whatever reason she's... So, like, the main girl's a prostitute, and she's, like, in a park, which I would think would be the worst place to pick up guys at night is in a park. And Frankie Mermaid is like, yeah, you go to the park, because that's where Frankie Mermaid makes his money. I'm like, what? And so she's in the park and then she gets held up by some guy and then the dinosaur shows up and she's just like, oh good, this dinosaur is here. Weird. And then she takes it home. And then that scene when he wakes up the next morning and then she comes into her weird apartment, which is a one room. I could not figure out the math of her apartment. But I think like, it's the other part a- of the apartment that they used for the guy. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good point. She comes into the room with a cup of tea or something, but her whole apartment is that one small room. So where did she go? And it's got that tiny ass bed that they both slept in. And at some point he was a dinosaur and he thinks that they slept together because he doesn't believe he was a dinosaur at this point. Uh-huh. Right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He thinks he just blacked out and banged some prostitute. Actually, he doesn't even know she's a prostitute yet. He's a priest, so he's taken a vow of chastity, and he's horrified with himself. But then he's like, how was it? You know, like, how how was it? And she goes, it was weird. And he's like, well, you know, it was my first time. And she's like, yeah, me too. And he goes, oh, really? (laughs) She's like, yeah, I'd never seen a dinosaur before. And then he just like takes a step back and goes, what? What are you talking about? And then like the camera just moves in on his face and he's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) 
oh god it was so good yeah it was really good it's a good movie everyone if you want a goofy comedy check it out like i don't think it's going to be everybody's cup of tea and trying to recommend it to like i was talking to people at work yesterday and i was like i have a ridiculous movie to recommend and it's please this is please check this is the this is the title and please just trust me it's dumb but it's really funny i feel like if it hit your sense of humor it's gonna knock it out of the park i really enjoyed it and i went in wanting to hate it (laughs) i was like finally matt watched betrayed his own version of betrayed and he's trying to convince like i don't think betrayed is good i just thought it was fun Uh and i was like i'm gonna destroy him with this (laughs) and i loved it I was so disappointed. My wife loved it too. We were watching it in the basement and our twins woke up. So my wife was like, well, I got to go put the twins to bed and I'm not coming back. And I'm like, well, I'm going to finish this. She's like, well, just watch it upstairs because she wanted to see how it ended too. And the movie is the perfect length. With any comedy, there's the moment where you're like, all right, when's this going to end? This movie ends right before that hits. Mm -hmm. The dinosaur kung fu sequence goes on a little bit too long. It ends and it ends right when it's supposed to, right before you're like, all right. Like you never get to that point. My, I think my favorite part, my other favorite part of this movie is when we're with the other priest and he starts talking about his time in Vietnam. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And his buddy gets shot by somebody. And then his girlfriend shows up. This this sequence is the moment. Oh no no hang on hang on. So it was it was uh when like two he, seconds later when the guy dies the first guy dies when he's like talking to him and he's like I'm glad you're here and we're fighting this battle and then he you're dies. Gonna name your, you're and, gonna name your son after me, right? After your good buddy. And then and then there's a flashback of now while he's like. He's there saying it is sort of a ghost as stuff is. It just, it, I don't know, it, it like looped over itself and it was Ugh. hilarious. And that's the moment I texted you and said, you have to watch this movie. The next person that comes running towards him is his girlfriend for uh-huh, no reason. Yeah. She's just running towards him. Just and in then Vietnam. She, ex- she explodes uh-huh. and another soldier comes over and he's like, I don't think she's going to make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's just covered in what's left of her. <laughs> and then he's still doing, the old priest is still doing his voiceover or whatever. And then it just cuts, like it does like a slow dissolve to like a city street. And you think that the flashback is over and it's just him walking down the street and then he still has like the bad wig on and he's like later that year i returned home and decided to begin and then the movie just makes like a beep sound and cuts because they're like we're done with this story <laughs> oh god that was so funny oh god my face hurts just talking about it uh, and, and seriously laughing. we could go through like every scene of this movie and be like that's a good yeah. joke that's a great joke and okay so here's the thing i didn't want to tell you earlier because you still had stuff to say and i didn't want to sway you at all so i messaged greg cohen and Alyssa kempinski. kempinski yeah i messaged both of them today to say that we would be dropping last week's review of the movie tomorrow and uh-huh. both of them got back to me very quickly with nothing but kindness and excitement and wow. so they seem to be excited that they're i'm sure they've got a lot of bigger things going on than our humble little podcast but they were nice oh, enough I, to respond. i hope so because they were great yeah no they were they're really they're good awesome greg cohen you nailed it 
you kn- you knocked it out of the park. Alyssa Kapinski, you knocked it out of the park. Great job, guys. And the director was also the writer of the movie, Brendan Steer. Steer? That guy's got good vision. He does. I looked into his catalog or whatnot, and he's got like another movie that he has he's written a few movies i guess they're all bad horror movies or horror movies but he's only directed i think one other film so i'm interested in seeing that if it's like another comedy or something like that but oh yeah definitely i hope they're in it this movie on imdb has a rating of 5.6 which is only two or three points lower than london has fallen (laughs) which is one of the worst things i've ever seen the imdb rating is out of this world bad as far as garnering. Yeah, they deserve way better than that. But I read up the like into the trivia of this movie, because when it finished, I was like, I must have more. And the reviews on IMDb are ridiculous. And it's people who either got it, they're like, look, this movie knows what it is, and it's it's great. And there are other people who are like, this movie is terrible. I don't even know how you could call this a movie. Oh, and I'm like, oh, God, how could you miss it? Joke. How could it go over your head so far? I feel bad for those guys because they are missing out on a fantastic time. I agree. I'm looking at a review right now where a guy says the film plays out like a Saturday morning cartoon meets a trauma movie. And I disagree with that because I can't stand trauma movies. You either get trauma or you don't. And I don't. I don't get it. I I don't know that I've ever seen any. I know of them. Yeah, they're tough to watch. I imagine if you made one, it'd be fun to do. But like, they're all like college projects for the most part. But it's, I guess, experimental horror. I don't know what you'd call it. But I just don't. They don't work for me where I'm like, nope. No, thanks. Scott tried to get me to watch Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter a bunch of times. And I'm like, I've tried, dude. I've tried a couple of times to watch that. I cannot get through it. I can't do it. And oh, that's one of the things that I really sealed me on this movie right away is because when it starts, it has a an inexpensive look to it. Uh-huh. Well, the one trivia thing I read said that it was shot on film. I don't know if that's correct because 2018 shooting a movie on film, but what do I know? It seems very expensive. But the sound in this movie is great. And that's the thing that kills me in a lot of bad horror movies mm. is the bad microphones or just bad audio in general where a movie can look bad but if the audio quality i say this on a podcast where i'm using like a three dollar microphone so i know i'm a hypocrite but like the um if the audio is bad in a movie i don't care if the video looks bad because you're shooting in the dark you know it's going to be grainy you're gonna you're gonna get what you get but if the audio is bad then i'm like uh i don't care for this and this movie the audio is solid Mm -hmm. from a technical standpoint the movie's a success on almost every level i agree Matt, what did you see this week? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, no. Well, I guess that's... This, this, unfortunately, we have to wrap this up early. <laughs> We're only, uh, what, here, like an hour and a half in? Maybe once it's been edited an hour and... 15 minutes we're recording this in the evening which might be why we have that weird evening energy again (laughs) this is where i'm awake and you're tired (laughs) the other ones i'm always like talking extra slowly that's because i Uh, wake up late in my head i was like yeah this should be like 45 50 minutes so it should be a quick show and now it's like our second longest (laughs) all we did was talk about star wars so anyway my movie rankings list update for this week oh yeah and Oh, I'm, I'm really Starting, excited to see where Velocipaster goes. I'm going to put it above Boyka. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like, Boyka is another movie where, like, I really liked it. <laughs> My autocorrect has Velocipaster. <laughs> <laughs>
Nice. I typed in V-E-L and it just popped up Velocipaster. That's probably because I've texted you about it. Oh, that's creepy. Oh, yeah. They're uh, paying attention. Boyka was fun, but it was bad. But it was like a good fight movie, like like a legitimate good fight movie, but it's terrible. And I enjoyed it quite a bit. And it has two stars, but it's in the number 19 spot. Velocipaster, by the way, is going underneath John Wick 3 and above Boyka. Undisputed four. I'm gonna give this three and a half stars. <laughs> nice. And the total recommend, absolutely. I'm torn. Like I also kind of want to give it four stars, but there's just something that's missing from it. Not sure what. See, you know what disappoints me now is because I'm looking at my own list, and I would put Velocipaster above John Wick two and three. Really? Yeah, I'd actually, if I could replace it, it'd probably go between Ready or Not. And 10 Cloverfield Lane. I can see this movie easily becoming like a five-star movie for me. Yeah, like, I think it's going to keep too climbing close the list. Yeah. But even my wife today was like, we should just watch Velocipaster again. You know what? Velocipaster is going to be, it's going to end up being the opposite of Lady in the Water, where if you watch anything after you've watched Velocipaster, the other thing's going to seem worse because Velocipaster's good. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Uh, For those of you listening who don't know, the Lady in the Water effect is that if you watch any movie after Lady in the Water, it seems like immediately after Lady in the Water. You got to watch them back to back. Yeah. For instance, The Happening. I've only seen it the one time. Not that bad, especially after Lady in the Water. (laughs) Star Wars. The Star Wars. I guess I'll put it down in Space Central. (laughs) In between Mission Control, the unsung heroes of Apollo, and above A Year in Space. And I'm going to give this movie two and a half stars. Mm. I could see that number dropping in the future. Mm-hmm. I could see it going down. But right now, I'm I'm okay with it. I will say this. My wife and I turned on the one of the app machines. I, I guess uh, for some reason, I'm not going to na- say the name of the super multi-billion dollar company <laughs> that we've been talking about for the last hour and 48 minutes. We watched the first two episodes of The Mandalorian, and it's excellent. It's really good. It's so much better than this last two, last few Star Wars movies where you're just like, put Jon Favreau in, in charge of all this stuff because he's got, he wrote at least the first two episodes of The Mandalorian. He's one of the producers on it, but it's excellent. If you haven't checked out The Mandalorian, I haven't seen all of it yet, but it's quite good. I have that Very service because I got a phone recently, so I get like six months for free mm-hmm. and I haven't activated it yet. I've been waiting for the whole thing to be out because I don't like waiting for stuff. Okay, so that's that. Matt, anything for Midwest Matt recommends this week? Relationship Alive. Good podcast for uh, taking into consideration things that might not occur to you about relationships. Yeah, so that's that. Okay. If you want to see our movie ranking list or anything about the show, check us out at thisweekinfilm.com. It has not been updated in quite some time, so enjoy that. But you can find links to all of our stuff at thisweekinfilm.com. If you want to tell us what you saw this week in movies, send us an email or drop us a line on all the available social medias, except for the TikTok. We're not on TikTok. I'm not sure what that's for. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) I'm old. I guess if that is the end of the reel, we'll see you next week in film. Judge movies, not people. Han, it's me, Princess Leia. (laughs) Why don't you love me anymore? Jesus.